Jesus, what an amazing day it is to live, to be alive and to be living in. And you know, it's, it's one thing to know God and to trust God when everything's good. <clears throat> but it's another thing to develop a relationship with God in the midst of times that aren't so good. Yeah. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, one of the things that are the will of God for your and my life is to give thanks to God always. And it says to give thanks to God Not for all things, but in all things. Not for all things. Not thanking God for something bad that's happening, but in the midst of things that happen. Stuff just happens. And in the midst of it, thanking God for His provision in the midst of it, out of it. That's what real Christianity is about. And, you know, we're just at a point in history right now where I said this Sunday, game is on. But um, <laughs> it's, it's not like Darth and Luke. We're going to see who's going to be the toughest to the end. <laughs> no, we've already won. The battle's already won. And, and, and we've got to download that inside of us. It's already won. It's already won. But <clears throat> the problem in the earth is the lack of God's authority flowing through mankind. That's the problem in the earth. There's no problem in heaven. There's no problem with God. There's no problem with the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. The problem is with mankind because the Bible says, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's in the fullness, but he gave the authority for the earth to the sons of men. He gave the authority to the sons of men. I just, um, for, for a while, I don't know how long, on Wednesdays and Sundays, we're just going to talk about authority. We're going to talk about that Jesus is alive and the devil is totally defeated. And that we've got, to, we've got to spend time meditating on how big God is and realize that people are not our problems. The problems in life that people have are because of the devil and demons. And we just have to believe it. If you, if you don't like talk about devil and demons and, and you kind of discount devil and demons, then you have to discount the whole Bible because it's all through the Bible. It's all through it. Well, that was for those days. You know, that was for another time. That was for Jesus' day. <laughs> no, Jesus knew 
what the enemy, he knew the enemy and he knew what the enemy was doing and he knew what the enemy would do and he knew how he would affect mankind and so he came to do everything that he did to empower us to be able to live on this earth with heaven manifested inside of us in spite of the resistance that comes against the enemy. When you're out of this body and you're in the presence of the Lord, there's no resistance to your faith. The deal now in this life is there's resistance. And we, we've got to come to the table and really believe it and be exercising it every single day. Because I'm telling you, game is on. And, and I promise you, the devil is working overtime to convince you this really doesn't work. Or trying to convince you that this demon stuff is just, well, you know, pastor's just into black magic or some kind of weird stuff. Mm -mm. No, it's real. And we've got to embrace it. Can you say amen? So, <clears throat> I'm just going to go through, you're going to hear me. Every time I'm ministering right now, you're going to hear me uh, repeat a lot of things and then, and then give you some new things in each message. But, but there's nothing wrong with repeating because I promise you that every scripture I read tonight, you don't know those scriptures like you need to know them. That's what the Bible says. Luke 9 and 1. The title of my message is True Authority. And he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority. He gave them power and authority. Really those two words, when you define those two words, what he gave them was authority and ability. Why would he give us the authority and then not back it up with the ability to do it? He's given us the authority here that he said over all demons and to cure diseases. Another verse that I'm, I'm going to read, actually I'm going to come back to this verse, but I'm going to read it now because it really relates to this. It's found in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. <clears throat> and it says this. Acts 10 and 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With the Holy Spirit like you and I have, we have it because he had it, and with power, and with ability. He had it, so we have it, right? He came, so we would have it. He had it, now we have it. Who went about doing good, and watch this, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. Why? Because he was the son of God? No, because God was with him. Not because he was the son of God. Because he was the anointed son of man who was the perfect example for you and I to follow after. So why would we follow after him except in dealing with demons? No, we don't, if we don't come to the realization of how real... That the demonic influence is going on in this country right now. Again, I've said this to you. I'll say it to you probably a hundred more times in the next month. People are not the problem. They're not. People are carrying out 
problems, but they're not the problem. They're not the root source. The enemy is the root source, and we have to believe that. Everyone who is healed in Jesus' ministry, everyone who is healed in his ministry was oppressed by the devil. Everybody that was healed in the ministry of Jesus was oppressed by the devil and demons. By demon spirits. I'm going to say it again. Every person that was healed in Jesus' ministry was liberated and delivered from the oppression of evil spirits. Every, everybody. So, when you go back to this Luke 9, 1, and it says that he gave the 12 power and authority over demons and to cure diseases, because you get, you get demonic influence out of the soul of people, and it liberates their bodies. And I'll just tell you, what's difficult with that is, is that a person that is born again, maybe been born again for a long period of time, has difficulty realizing the baggage that they've carried along in their walk with God and haven't gotten delivered of. And that baggage of demonic spirits indirectly affect you Physically, mentally, emotionally, the choices you make, and everything else. I promise you, every disease that attacks a person's body is indirectly related to demon spirits. I prayed a lot about saying that before I said it. Because that's not a popular statement. I'm not saying that there's not diseases. There are. I'm saying that there are not medical conditions that medical science has figured out or, or helped or helped to deal with. But true healing comes from God and God alone. And we see through Scripture here, He didn't just give them the power to heal people. He gave them the power to see demons lifted off of their life. And, and I, I just can't get away from this because um, I'm just going to kind of meddle here just for a second. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm watching a lot of what's going on with Christian people. I'm watching Christian people that don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But, but I'm watching Christian people take up causes of other people? See, we're to take up the cause of Christ only. When you begin to take up other people's causes, then you start entertaining demon spirits. Because most people's causes that they're trying to get other people on board with are not really of God. 
And I don't have a long time to go into that, but I need you to be thinking and praying and asking God if what I'm saying is the absolute truth. Because I'm telling you, the fight is on. And I'll tell you right now, I was created for this fight. I was created for this thing. I've spent 44 years developing my life. And I'm telling you what, over the last three months, it's been some of the greatest days of my life. Some of the greatest days of my life. Navigating through things with the Holy Ghost and listening to Him and realizing the authority and the dominion and the power that I have to overcome anything that I face. I'm talking about me. But we were created for this time. I'm telling you, we were created for these kind of things, and we cannot be afraid of them. And every time you hear something about demons or spirits or whatever, if, if, if that scares you or you don't like it or it's uncomfortable for you, you've got to get over it. It may start with you quit watching so many horror films. You know, scared of the dark, scared of this, scared of that, scared of scared of everything. We don't have to be a, uh, we don't have to be a scared of nothing. Did you hear me? Ha, I'm telling you tonight, we don't have to be afraid of anything. What's the worst thing that can happen to you in your life? die. You pass away. You leave this physical body. Absence from the body is in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> That's the worst thing that could happen to us? Right? So, I don't know about you, there are so many, there are so many um, Separate insurance policies that the word produces for your and my protection, it's staggering. Hmm? No, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment is proven wrong. Angels of God encamp around about me. They protect me in all of my ways. They bear me up in their hands lest anything come against me at any time, any place. No, I don't care where I am, what situation I am. I'm always protected if you believe that. And there's many, many more verses of Scripture that talk about our protection. If you, if you build your life, if you frame your world with the Word, and all of those protective things are something that are a part of you, then you go through the battle not afraid, but you go through the battle and the things that you face, empowered and having the ability to overcome. And we have to know that, we have to believe it, and we have to receive it. Jesus gave this authority and this ability and might to his disciples. And then... In the next chapter, in the 10th chapter, he gave it to 70 more and sent them out. 
And then it says in verse 17 that the 70 returned in horrible fear. No. (laughs) They returned with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to your name. (laughs) So now there's 12 and there's 70, there's 82 and there's Jesus, that's 83, that he's released this to, that has been released to. He said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt or harm you. Nothing will hurt you. But these disciples did not return in fear. They returned in joy when they were released with this authority. I'm telling you tonight, I'm, I'm not the one releasing you. I'm the one encouraging you to be released in the one that released you 2,000 years ago. How could that be? I don't know, but he said he did, so he did, and we are, and we've got it. Amen? And I'm encouraging you tonight, you've got it, and do not shrink back, pull back in any way, shape, or form, but press into spending time receiving all that God has for you, and I promise you, the devil will not win in your life because Jesus has already defeated him. Can you say amen? Ephesians 4 and 27, we've looked at this in the last two or three services, says, just, just simply it says, nor give place to the devil. Give no place. And how do you not give place to the devil? And this is what I want to talk about tonight. You don't give place to the devil by operating in the authority that you've been given. I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 1 and starting with verse 19. Verse 19 is the last part of the prayer of Ephesians 1 that that we encourage you to pray for yourself and for others all the time. And I just want to start right there. And it says, and Paul's saying this as he's praying over this this church at Ephesus. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, and I I just say, because that's what he's talking about, who believe his word. And, and, And this is according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, which the Father worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above, everybody say far above. above. What's at the right hand of the Father? The authority. Right. And he is our representation of authority at the Father's right hand. And, And what is that above? Far above, not just barely above, not just kind of sliding in at the last minute. No, far above all principality and all power or any type of authority or might or ability and dominion. You know what's really, really good about this passage right here? That when something seems like it's got some ability against you, it doesn't. When something appears like it's kind of 
you know, trying to have authority over your life? It doesn't. Let's back up and remind ourselves again right here why it doesn't. According to the working of his mighty power, God's mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised Christ from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. That's, that is the supreme authority. Far above all principality and power, any type of authority, any type of might and dominion, anything that appears to be getting the best of you in your life. No, it doesn't. Because God raised Jesus from the dead, God seated him at his right hand. He sat down and said, it's finished, it's a done work, it's already over with. Now we have to learn to receive it. We have to learn how to receive it. And and to, to receive it, we have to learn how to address situations with the authority of God's word. We have to learn how to do that. He said, over principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named. Somebody give me a name of something that's not of God. What is it? Cancer. Somebody else. Poverty. Somebody else. Fear. Somebody else. Division. Somebody else. Somebody. Murder. Somebody else. Racism. Somebody else. I mean, anything that has a name that looks like it has authority over your life, looks like it has momentum over your life, looks like it has this ability to overcome situations and like trying to convince you there's nothing that you can do about it, it's not true. Anything with any type of name. Watch what he said. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Well, Pastor, I think we ought to study about the one to come. No, we haven't got the one about this age first. Huh? What the deal about what is to come? we got to get this right. In this age. Everybody say this age. Right now. Say right now. In 2020. Right? we got to get it right. He put, the Father, put all things under his feet, Jesus. Gave him to be head over All things to the devil. No, to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him fills all of us. Same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that's in us and fills us. So, actually, the way the Father sees it, is there's no difference and should be no difference in the earth today than it was when Jesus was on the earth. But 
It appears that, you know, in some places and a lot of situations, it appears that it's not that way. Did you hear me? I said it appears that it's not that way. Did you hear me? I said it appears that it's not that way. So whose responsibility is it to embrace the things I'm talking about tonight? We've got to make a difference and we've got to show the devil and demon spirits they're not going to win. I'm going to say it again. People are not our problem. The devil and his demon spirits are the problem in the earth. They're the issue. They're the problem. And yet we've been filled with the fullness of God and we have the ability to overcome in everything that we face. Can you say amen to that? So what God did through Jesus was to give us that authority. What God did through Jesus was to give us that authority. And how we do it, I mentioned this to you on Sunday, and I'm going to read this again. In James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And, and I, I gave you these statements on, on, on Sunday, I'm going to read them again. When you give God his rightful place over you by you submitting to his will, not yours, then you can take your place over the enemy and it will be effective. When we're yielding to the devil, we're giving the devil place. How do we yield to the devil? Not believing the word of God. Not applying the word of God in situations that come at us, try to get the best of us, try to convince us we have no ability to overcome. The only ability that you and I have, it's not of ourselves, it's the God in us, but it's God in us coming out of us in the form of his words being spoken at the right time. That's why we have to know this word. That's why our prayers are so effective if we have a passion to pray and to believe God for other people. I've told you this, I'm, I'm up to probably praying for a half a million people every day in about 30 minutes. It usually goes on for a couple hours, but I'm saying I can do it all in 30 minutes. And I've done it for over three years now, and, and today I'm convinced there's not anything that cannot be fixed through passionate prayer if you're willing to endure because he said those that don't quit and they don't give up they will reap I've said this many times there's a bunch of people in in life that I started when after I got born again that we started out we start raising our kids and and did different things together there's I mean more than five that I started out with And the only difference in them and me is they quit and I didn't. They threw in the towel, they got frustrated, they got tired of it. I'm telling you, there's a lot of times in 44 years I got tired of this walk. I got tired, I got frustrated at different times, but I never quit. And today, I am so grateful that I didn't quit. And not only that, the the passion that's been created 
to see things really actually work. The word has to work. And to see the word work because of doing what God said and not stopping is what empowers you to continue on and to withstand and stand up against anything that you face, no matter what it is. Can you say amen? Submit to God, resist the devil, and that word flee, one translation says, he'll run from you in terror. I really like that one. So what's vital is that we learn daily how to yield to the Holy Spirit and give no place to demons and, and demon spirits. Um, the verse that I read to you earlier about in Acts 10.38, I want to read it again. It said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And I said this to you, everyone who was healed in Jesus' ministry was delivered of the oppression of demon spirits. <clears throat> we have to resist the demon influence. We have to submit to God through his word. And I promise you that the devil will run from you in terror. Because if we, if, if, I'll just say this. If you believe that what I'm sharing with you today is just a sermon, and you don't believe I believe it, It'll affect your ability to believe. You say, well, you know, I can just read the word and I can do it. Well, yeah, but when you have lying spirits constantly telling you, you know, pastor didn't even really believe that. He heard somebody else preach it and he's just preaching that. If you start believing that other people don't really believe it, then you learn to find people that believe certain things that your natural mind can just relate to. It can kind of get comfortable and agree with. I can tell you that there was a certain time in my walk with God where I got tired of hearing people talk about demons like there was a devil under every rock. Everything was a demon. I got tired of listening to it. And I, and I kind of backed away from it personally during a season in my life because of that. And God revealed to me one day, he showed me, he said, you back away from that and you will live defeated because that is the problem in the earth. The only ability that the enemy has is to lie to us and show us that, that we really can't do what God said we could do. That's the only ability that he has, constantly lying to us, lying to humanity. I gave you those two examples of people that had been under the influence of spirits, of, a, of spirits, of, you know, of different kinds. I mentioned on Sunday um, Adolf Hitler, and I mentioned Billy Graham. And Billy Graham, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, did amazing things in his life. Adolf Hitler, under the influence of demon spirits, destroyed humanity in an unprecedented way, willing to do things to other human beings physically in their physical bodies, destroying people in, in, uh, to different levels that, uh, that was uh, astonishing. How? 
can another human being do that? And how can another human being lead other human beings to treat other human beings a certain way? How? That wasn't just natural influence. That wasn't just because he had a little charisma. And he could yell and shout and holler. That was because of the influence of the devil and demons. To convince one person to convince a whole nation of people that it's right to destroy another group of people. That's demonic. And even though it's hard to think in your mind that it's, it wasn't Adolf Hitler that did what he did, It was the demon spirits and the forces behind that that, that, that controlled that annihilation, literally, of a race of people. Actually, a culture of people. And I'm telling you today, things that are stirred up today, the devil and the demons are behind it, trying to capitalize on this, and I'm just declaring over our nation and this planet. It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm telling you today, you've heard me say this, not because of things that are going on. You've heard me say this. I've said it once. I've said it, you know, 150 or 200 times through the years. There's two races of people, saved and those that aren't saved yet. And the saved are becoming, the, the unsaved are becoming saved. So what's happening is the two races that are out there are becoming one. Because God said, I don't desire that one perish, but everybody come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Can you shout amen to that? Amen. amen. And we have the ability and the authority in the earth to see that happen. But we have to have a relationship with God. We have to submit to God. We have to give God his rightful place in our lives so that we have our rightful place and authority over the devil and demon spirits. has to be that way. <clears throat> so one, one quick example, and then I'm going to leave. i got one passage left in this tonight. But one quick example that I, that I, I want to give you so that it helps you to think about what I'm talking about. Because I really haven't even tapped what I feel like is the key to a person's success every day. I, I, I haven't even got into it yet. I had to lay this foundation. But I, I want to say this. Um, so, how many have ever been afraid of anything in your life? Right? Everybody sitting here, you've been afraid of something in your life. And if you don't realize that that, that the root of that is a spirit of fear, if you don't realize that that fear is a spirit, then what happens? What do you do, what do, you do with that fear? What do most people do with that fear? Either cope with it, try to ignore it, just try to run from it, try to not 
position their, themselves in, in, in situations that are not fearful or whatever. You know, add other things to try to cope and overcome it. You know, uh, you're, you're afraid of the dark so you, you, uh, your electric bill's twice what it should be because you leave all the lights in the, in, in the house on at night. Okay, so if, if, if that's you, whatever, leave a light on or do whatever you got to do. But let's not stay with the fear. Let's not keep the fear, right? So when you know that that's what it is, what do you do? What does the, the Bible say? You submit to God. What, what, are you, what are you doing when you submit to God? You're finding out what the Word says about fear, okay? What's, what's several things that the, the Word says about fear? God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. If God hadn't given me fear, then I don't have to take it. So that's submitting to what God says about the fear, okay? Then what I have to practice with what God says is I have to resist it. And how do you resist it? Just looking at it? Thinking about it? No, speaking to it. I mean, I I used to be afraid of heights. I mean, height, heights. First time I was on at top of the Empire State Building. I'm standing, I'm standing like the, the edge of it is is like where Sean is right here. The ed, the edge. And I'm looking over the edge. So 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 Sean's the edge and it's down, and I'm back here. Oh, yeah, that's great. Now, come up here. Come up here and look at this. Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, I'm walking. And, and inside of me, I mean, I, I, mean, I could just, I mean, I, it was like in here. It was grabbing me on the inside. And I heard, I heard God said, resist that thing. You know, don't run up to the edge. You don't have to run to the edge, but resist it. First, resist it. Resist the fear, and it will flee. And I'm just telling you, in that moment, by the time I left, I was maybe right here. You know? <laughs> maybe right there, looking over, by the time I left. But the next time I went, I was right at the edge. Because I used to be that way up on roofs. You know? I had a hard time walking on a roof. I started resisting it. I can jump up on a roof, stand on the edge. I don't care how high it is. I can, you know, I may, I can be stupid and stand on the edge, but I can stand pretty close because I resisted it. I didn't give it place. And I mean, I used to get on the roof. Laura remembers, and I would crawl, trying to get, you know, from the from the edge of the roof, you know, uh, up to the top, and then crawl down the back side and trying to get back on the ladder if I had gotten up on the roof because of the fear. But I found out what the word said. That's submitting to God. Then I begin to resist it and say it has no power and authority over my life. And what happened over time is it began to release in my soul and it began to release my body. And now I'm not tense. I can go to the top of the Empire State Building or whatever building or whatever place and I can stand and I can look over it. I'm not in fear. I mean, I don't, it's not like I, I do, you know cartwheels or something there uh, uh, at the top and so excited about, you know, the heights and all that kind of stuff, but I've overcome it. And I'm just giving you that one simple example. We have to apply it that way in everything, anything that has a name, anything that is, goes against the will of God for your life, 
Anything that you've tolerated in your life and held on to, God wants you delivered of. And he wants you to actively be believing that you do not have to tolerate these things on a day-to-day basis. It's vital day-to-day. And I want to read this last passage, and then I'll let you go tonight. It's found in John 13 and verse 1. And, and it just I, I just want to read verse 1 and 2, and, and there's a lot here, but I, but I just want to look at one, one point. This is about Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. Now, before the feast of the Passover, <clears throat> when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Everybody say, to the end. He loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The devil had already put that into Judas' heart. I'm, I'm just telling you tonight that Judas yielded to the devil. <clears throat> he didn't have to, but he did. And some people think because it was prophesied that, you know, maybe Jesus and Judas just had this thing. Well, you're the one, and I know you are, and you're gonna, you know, you you're gonna betray me because it was prophesied that you would. No, no, Judas didn't have to, but he did. Why? Because. He never, he yielded to the enemy and he never got the demonic influence out of his soul. He started having, using excuses. He started feeling sorry for himself. Probably had an attitude about, you know, people don't care about me. Uh, maybe he's not being paid enough as the treasure, you know, of Jesus' ministry. And um, whatever it could be. But all of a sudden, he started giving into things and he looked for a way to profit. And he actually pursued them about, he asked the question, and now how much are you going to pay me if I do this? So he let greed enter in. And he betrayed. He didn't have to, but why did he do it? Because of demonic influence. I'm just telling you tonight that demonic influence has everything to do with people's choices if your mind has not been renewed with the Word of God. And it's not, a, it, listen, it's just a real thing. You can say whatever you want to. If, if you've been born again for 30 years and you still struggle with, with anger, like, like you have a short fuse and just something happens and you just blow up, shouldn't that have been kind of dealt with over the last 30 years? Yeah, but if you don't realize what it is and what's holding on to you then, you don't realize that that's not you. That's the influence of demonic spirits as a result of things that have happened in your life. If you don't realize what that is, then you don't get rid of it. People go to the grave and they die because they never got rid of the demonic influences that were controlling them. Everybody that was healed in Jesus' ministry was delivered of oppressive spirits. He went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. 
He didn't say all those who were just sick. He said they were oppressed of the devil. Healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Giving in to demonic ideas and thoughts. And I, I promise you tonight, I can promise you tonight that the devil doesn't like this message. I can promise you he doesn't like this message. But I'm telling you, this message will liberate your life and set you free. Amen. That's what I'm believing tonight. Just close your eyes for a moment. <clears throat> and my eyes are closed. I'm not even looking around because I, I, I don't really care. But, but I, I want to accomplish something here tonight. And I'm saying this. If you can relate to this, and you sense something in your heart that that is true, just lift your hand and I'm praying for you tonight. You know that what I'm saying is true that has to do with something in your life. And you know it, we're agreeing tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare, Jesus is Lord and the devil is defeated. The Son of God was manifested to destroy every work of the devil. And everything tonight that has a name that is attached to demonic influence, I'm declaring tonight that assignment is cut off from every person that's lifted their hand tonight. In the name of Jesus. That demonic influence is cut off now in the name of Jesus. I declare that it has no authority to prevail. It has no ability and might. Jesus delivered each and every one with their hand up. And I'm declaring tonight from this day forward, the anointing is on their life to yield to the Holy Spirit and not yield to, de to demonic influence of any kind in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you from this day forward, great manifestations are happening because of the removal of the influence of the demonic influence that's been in different souls up to this point. I declare this is reckoning day. It's beginning from this day forward. It's beginning from today on. Many people that are going to hear these messages over the next weeks will be liberated and free in ways they never even dreamed. I know it, I believe it, I stand in faith for them in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you glory and praise tonight.